to the Wild Chats Leadership Podcast. I'm Emily. And I'm Costa, and we're your co-hosts. Hi, Wildcats. Welcome to the next episode of the Wild Chats Leadership Podcast. Today, we have Gracie and Jay from the WSUSA leadership team here with us to talk about mental health and leadership. Uh, welcome on the pod. Hi. Hello. Hey. Very uh, excited. <laughs> we're very excited to have you. Um, so the first question we have is, uh, we just want to know a little bit about you. So tell us about yourself. So what are your majors, hobbies, interests, plans after graduation? Um, and what brought you to Weber state? You know, just all the questions that was <laughs> like, multi, yeah, that was like hit me all at once. Yeah. Um, I'm a psych major. I am graduating in April. Woo. Wait, well, who are you? I don't, I'm Gracie. Oh, Grace. hi. <laughs> hey y'all. I'm that person. Um, but I graduate in April. Woohoo. And then I signed up for five more years of school because why, why would we stop? Why would we stop? I'm going to keep going and keep bettering myself. So five more years, master's or PhD program. Super, super excited. Uh, what else did you ask? Rapid fire questioning. <laughs> Just introduce you yourself. Your hobbies, hobbies, interests, plans. Yeah. Well, I'm not from Utah. Ooh. So when I did eventually end up here there was a lot of exploring in the state and i fell in love with skiing because it's the ski capital of the world come now uh, and that's what makes winters bearable it changed everything for winter for me uh, other than that i am a diehard yogi and i'm a mental health buff 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 there you go a mental health buff um I basically do that in every aspect of my life as I try to find ways to incorporate mental health into like daily life, um, finding new and like unexplored ways to talk about mental health and to include it. It's one of my passions in life and it's what I hope to continue working in in the future. That's cool. And what brought you to Weaver State? Oh, uh, uh, the army. I know we're just going in circles here. Um, yeah, so the Army gives you a tuition waiver for in-state schools, depending on where your stations and stuff. So that was like the initial point that brought me here. And then I realized that Weber's like the perfect intermediately sized school. It's not like a super small community college. It's not the U, you know, like international and all the things that good and bad that can come with that. It's right in between. And there seems to be like a really heavy focus on addressing local community problems, um, the needs of the local, very non-traditional students. And the sensation that I've gotten from every single one of my peers, every single one of my professors while being here is that the goal is to improve the person next to you. It's not this clicky, you know, I want to be the very best competition that it could be in a lot of larger schools. It is literally about choosing the higher road and choosing kindness and choosing to improve the person next to you. And then every person in the group doing that. And it's just uh, incredibly supportive. It's been a, a great learning environment. And I've created, I have professors coming to my wedding because uh, we've ended up being really, really good friends. So this place has been just amazing for so many aspects of growth. Love that. Thanks so much. Um, Jay, tell us about yourself. Yeah, um, well, my name is Jay. I am a transmasculine agenda person. I use they, he pronouns, so either they, them, or he, him. I'm pretty cool about it. I give a lot of compassion to people when they're first learning. Um, yeah, I am a psychology major, and I am absolutely loving it. I 
definitely had a different plan when I first started out at Weber State. I was going to do pre-med, but my mentor, um, who I've taken pretty much every single class here on campus, um, kind of made me love the field of psychology. So I plan on, once I graduate, hopefully next April, so 2024, to then go um, obtain a Ph.D., um, either doing something with clinical psychology, doing something with research, or looking at marginalized populations like race and ethnicity or um, sexual minorities. And I am with Gracie. I absolutely love skiing. It is very much so superior to snowboarding. Woot woot. <laughs> um, and yeah, it's. I haven't been skiing a lot of different places. Powder Mountain is my main place where I go. I um, ventured off a little bit to Snow Basin this year so far. And um, a little more about me. I do have a almost one-year-old service dog. His name is Wooly. And he is a Belgian Malinois who is currently passed out on the floor sleeping right now. <laughs> He's doing a great job. Yeah. And, yeah, I love helping people as much as I can. I love advocating for people's mental health. I have my own variety of mental health problems. And so helping people feel less alone has always been a goal in my life. So I'm happy to be able to do that here for um, Weber State. and. Um, What brought me to Weibo State, I kind of, to be honest, this was not one of my first options. I was going to go back to Nebraska, which is where I call home, but I had a lot of circumstances that unfolded, which kept me here in Utah, eventually moved down to Roy and then South Ogden, and Weibo State was very convenient, and I have not regretted my decision coming here. It's been so much more than I ever could have imagined it have been. That's awesome. And I feel like that's just like been a trend over the past couple pod podcasts, <laughs> over the past couple pods, um, that a lot of students are like, eh, Weber. But once they're here, they're like, oh my gosh, this is the best never place. Never want to leave. Yeah, they're like, never want to leave. Like, what can I do to stay? What can I do to get involved? Um, because as Gracie mentioned, you know, it's all about like helping others, helping, you know, the person. It's very student focused and very student led. And like, as you said, Jay, like, it's all about like, just do it. Like, it's just, yeah, it's like comfortable and like there for you. Um, just use it. So I really love that for both of you guys. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Well said. Thanks. <laughs> um, okay, so the next question we have for you guys are, um, what is leadership to you and what makes a good leader? Who wants to go first? Dun, dun, dun. I'll do it. Okay. Um, what is leadership to me? Now, I really think I, I hit on this when I introduced myself, but I'm a firm believer that giving to other people, um, prioritizing, you know, what are their strengths? What are they good at? What do they struggle with? Like knowing the people around you and making it a priority to build them up. It's kind of like the effect where you go through the Starbucks line. If you go to Starbucks, if you don't, you should go to Starbucks. But it's that effect where the person in front of you pays for your meal or pays for your drink. And then you want to pay for the next person. It's like this compounding effect. So leadership to me is that person who takes the time and the emotional effort to care 
about their peer, about their coworker, about the person you hired. If you're, you know, an executive, um, about your community, you can look at that, like at a larger level, your community, local community as a whole, or your state as a whole, there's so many levels. And honestly, if every single person in the world focused on making their neighbors on this side and this side of the house, you know, better, uh, or, or supported, the world would be absolutely gorgeous. It'd be amazing. It's, you know, leaders eat last because <laughs> you're taking care of all the other people. Um, and then they start to take care of everyone else around them as well. And it's just, that's, um, kind of a point that's actually hit me recently. And I've started to incorporate that into so much of my thinking, um, as I'm working on, you know, different projects and just building this position as a mental health advocate, um, just trying to like, okay, yeah, let's give, let's give and let's give. And it's refreshing. <laughs> uh, so that's what leadership means to me. What was the other part? Um, what makes a good leader? I mean, that basically was yeah. it. It's, yeah. it's, it's empathetically and enthusiastically caring. Just giving just that little bit of effort, even when it's hard. Like being kind. Yeah. Does that yeah. include service? Do you, is service and caring the same word for you? Yes, no, no, yes. Okay. So good answer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. Um, so this, you know, whole caring word that we're using, helping your neighbor or whatever, like, you know, emporium you want to use. Um, I think that there's internalized thought processes that we have and then there's actions you can do. So acts of service, community service, um, working in student leadership, all of that is a physical way that other people can see you taking some kind of action. But I, I almost feel like it's more important the internal processes you're going through. So service is like the means. Service is the means. Yes, I like that. Service is the means. And but all the stuff in your head, you have to get in order. You have to um, evaluate continually um, and critique yourself in order to continue to get better and better and build up your, your strong personhood, your strong personality, and then do the same for others through those actions, those means. Yes. That was awesome. Yeah, I definitely agree with a lot of the things you said, Gracie. Um, for me, like leadership is that person who takes that first initial step. They have an idea or maybe they heard about an idea, but they actually take the action. They take that step to implement, to do something to change. And you can be a leader in your own life, helping you get to the goals you want to achieve, but also more encompassing, bringing in and leading other people to better not just themselves, but everyone around them. So leadership, it can look a lot of different ways, but it's they take actions so they can better everyone around them. I couldn't very have nice. said it better myself. That's very <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, okay, well, shifting into the next question, I think, I think this is going to tie. What might mental health barriers look like in leaders? And Ooh. how can we be allies to each other and to leaders? Do you want to go first this time? Well, I mean, yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> so then I can say, like, you said it better. So <laughs> Jay. Jay did it. All right. Yeah. Um, I mean, mental health barriers, it can act in a lot of ways. I mean, taking first steps can be very anxiety provoking, like having an idea like, oh, hey, this is a great idea. But then implementing it. I know for me, I'm. And Gracie, we're both doing research projects within the psychology department. And I've had ideas. And I'm like, this is great. This will be, I'll do great things with this. And it's like, 
I have to ask someone for help. Like, I need to find a mentor. I need to find people who want to do this project with me. So it's going the extra step of being like, okay, so I have to go past this barrier of anxiety. Do I need to practice the speech myself a hundred times? Probably. But eventually, like, you have to work through it and, like, lean on other people. For me, I typically have the same mentor I usually go to for my research projects, but then she helps guide me to go to other people. And then with other leadership is sometimes taking upon a position can become really overbearing and it can cause a lot of different stress. So then you have a lot of other mental health factors that might come in with that as well. Can I ask a question in between here? What, like, do you feel like Weber State has been like helpful in that like finding a resource or a mentor like do you feel like you've been like easy access or is it like once you ask then you're like kind of weaving through yeah um I think it's definitely hard like uh another role I have here on campus I'm also a peer mentor and there are a lot of different mentor programs here on campus and it is it can be easy to find a mentor, but also to find one that maybe has the same ideas of yours. It might be a little bit hard at first because you have to go exploring first. You have to take that step. For me, I lucked out. It happened to be my psychology 1010 professor who's ended up being my mentor, and I've taken pretty much all of her classes. Most everyone who knows me probably knows who I'm talking about right now. (laughs) Gracie's nodding. I'm nodding vigorously. (laughs) It's like the captions. Yes, Yes. nodding. (laughs) But it's building that relationship. It takes both. It takes a lot of part on you, but also making sure you're asking questions for people, seeing if you have the right mindset. But Weibo State has definitely had a lot more options for mentoring than I have had in my combined educational past. I love that. Yeah, especially for students, like students having the opportunity to be a mentor is huge here. And the professors, like the level of genuine uh, reciprocity, you know, when you are asking questions or you show an interest in receiving some some help, the professors are like, oh, there's some interest. Latch on. Uh And I, I think another thing you said that really stood out to me is just when a professor hasn't been like that person you chose as your like your standard mentor or whatever the person you like to go to when they don't know the answer to your question or it's not their specialty part of being a really good leader is saying you know what? I don't know the answer to that question I can go find out for you but here is this this and this resource mm-hmm. here are the yes. other people who can assist you that we can collaborate it's like there's there's no shame in not knowing something it's a good leader is a person who's always wanting to improve. And that means acknowledging that this is not my specialty. You know, this is where I need to do better or do more research or read the literature, et cetera. So, yeah. What was the original yeah. question? I'm going to ask every time because I <laughs> no, forget because I get was, like so caught up. That was great. No, that was great. It was what are, What does mental health, what do mental health barriers look like in leaders? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I think I just said one of them, didn't yeah, I? No, I think you hit the, I think yeah. you hit it. Yeah. yeah. Without <laughs> even knowing. Yeah. Without even realizing. Just woo. But yeah. That, oh, the other thing, you know, that I really think about for mental health barriers, though, I, I actually think of my own experience. Like I have two little sisters that I have gone to great lengths to protect growing up due to various circumstances. And I think about how I feel 
when they need assistance with something and I, I don't really know the answer. Um, sometimes it's really, really easy to get into like, especially like with such an individualistic American culture of, I have to be on top of my game. It's competitive. I have to know everything, you know, kind of like losing my train of thought here, but no, I think I think I know what you're what you're getting at. Like it's yeah, it's very Saving it's hard phase. to say. I don't know in in an individualist society culture. Oh, and that's what it was. What it, you made it come yeah. back. Yeah. Okay, I'm like yeah. So there's there's that aspect of it, but it's also the aspect of um really needing to take care of the people around you, and like your own internalized shame, like your own internalized shame at the thought of. Or the fear or the anxiety, heck, let's use those words of maybe I can't do this. Maybe I'm going to let everyone down. Like that's a huge mental health barrier. You always want to be the person that can help the other people around you. You want to feel put together. You want to feel like you're successful. You want all of these things for your life. Every person does. You want to be that go-to strong person and realizing that everyone has mental health issues or, or stressful times it's completely normal and healthy to realize that. So I think that's probably the biggest barrier is not wanting to appear quote unquote weak, not letting your guard down like that, constantly having that up and like camouflaging your own pain. That is one of the most detrimental things you can do. Yeah. Especially as a leader too. Because Absolutely. Sure eyes are on you. There's pressure. Yeah. yeah. Acceptance yeah. of your failures. Yes. Yes. And there's so many eyes evaluating your failures. And we really like in our culture, we assign value to persons based on these seen accomplishments. So the idea of like that, quote unquote, like facade cracking in any way is terrifying to so many people. But being having cracks is being human. So that's normal. That's beautiful. It's like that's freaky okay. not to have cracks. Right? I know. Yeah. <laughs> You're just too perfect. You have too many cracks if we don't see the cracks, yeah. you know? Like yeah. that's a, there you go. That's a good Yeah, we want spider vein cracks just everywhere. Yeah. Like but that's like that that is what makes you unique. Is all those experiences that have made a crack. Mm -hmm. And it's okay to let that show. So shifting into the next question here about mental health and it's about leadership. Um, what are some tips about mental health that every student should know and every leader should know? And maybe specifically on campus, what, where, where would you send a student if they, if they needed mental health or they were asking you about mental health? Well, I think like the, the first thing that comes to mind is like the counseling center, obviously. And I, I think that is really like thrown at and preached at so many people here. Um, that is an excellent resource. Absolutely get in contact with them, talk to them, make that appointment. The problem is that they can be very, very busy, very, very busy. And so we need quicker solutions. We need um, additional resources and coping mechanisms. So with that being said, after putting them in contact with the counseling center, I'd be like, hey, well, come talk to me. Let's, mm -hmm. let's go have a chat for a minute. In what way can I better the peer next to me, the person next to me? So I, what I like to do when I worked in like leadership positions in the military is I'd like to sit down with a soldier and say, Hey, tell me what it is you're doing in life right now. Do you like your job? Do you not like your job? Okay. Where do you want to see yourself in five years and 10 years? Like what, what is the absolute dream? Okay. Tell me those top three things that you think you're really, really good at. I try to identify those strengths rather than hyper-focusing on those weaknesses, you know? So they're having a lot of anxiety. Okay. So you're good at this, this, and this, how can we use your strengths 
in this very moment to give you some ideas of, of coping skills to deal with the anxiety. So trying to give something right away or even just letting someone talk to any of the peer mentors here or even good friends of theirs, just talk. Because talking, the feeling of being heard and affirmed in a, in a positive way, not judged, can make a huge difference. And maybe that's even all you need. But Or, you know, it helps you to hold out until you can get into the counseling center um, or um, until you've worked through some of the modules. They have a app at the counseling center called, um, it's T-A-O, it's TAO. And it has all of these little 15, 20-minute snippets on, you know, mindfulness practices, meditation, uh, journaling, you know, using music as therapy, all of these things that you can do from the safety and comfort and privacy of your own home, your own space. And it's really just a self-reflection and a way to better your own personhood. Yeah, Grace, I'm glad you brought up Tao. I just want to let everybody know that it, you all have free access via your student member portal. If you go in there and just type T-A-W or T-A-O, not W. Um, T-A-O, um, it stands for Therapy Assistance Online. Um, it's free for all students. Like I said, it's in your member portal. Really easy to find. And as you mentioned, there's like different modules for different things. Um, you know, it's great to get into a therapist, but if that's not your cup of tea or you're just not able to, that is a great resource for all students. Yeah, and that's something the mental health advocates are looking to uh, really educate ourselves on as we move into the fall semester is a resource like that as we collaborate with the um, the counseling center. We want to be very versed in how the app works, just like literally the technology of how do you get from here to here so that when we sit down with individuals who have signed up for the counseling center or are just struggling and needs you know a pep talk, we can say, this is where you should go. Here's three that I've looked at and they're really awesome little snippets. Let me show you how to download it and sign in. Just having someone to kind of push you that first two steps, it just, it's, it makes such a difference. Yeah, I think you pretty much said everything I wanted to say, but. I'll stop talking so much. I'm so sorry. I can't. I need duct tape. So how about, how about outside yeah. of the. Can't, like outside oh, of campus. Yeah. Um, there's some like local resources. Yeah. Well. So they'll all, um, there's a lot of different resources that are outside campus. There are some that you can do virtually. There are all um, different apps that you can download. There is the Safe, app, Safe Utah app, mm-hmm. which can communicate if you just need someone to talk to, if you're having a hard time. That's something that can be downloaded. They all train crisis workers. And then there's also, um, if you're in a crisis or just really overwhelmed, there's always the National Suicide Hotline. You can call 988 or it's, I believe it's 801-273-8255. And so, and those are always helpful resources. I've used both of them before. And sometimes there can be long wait lines, but other times it can go very quickly. They also have an online chat option, but really talking to people is going to be one of the biggest things. And asking for help if you can't find a resource, grabbing someone and being like, hey, like I need help, or asking just a professor or someone from the leadership team, someone who can help get you connected to those resources is always going to be something that's very helpful. Or even if you just need someone to go with you, first-time therapy appointments 
can sometimes be very terrifying. terrifying. Navigating like the red tape of trying to u- utilize any yeah. kind of social program it is terrifying. From someone who I have been homeless with a newborn, I have stayed in a woman's domestic shelter. I have had to utilize food stamps uh, for years and I have had to u- utilize uh, like the rent reduced programs to find housing while I was, you know, working a minimum wage job. <laughs> Those programs are scary. They are scary in that there's so much paperwork involved and you don't always know like where to go. So please, yeah, find that mentor. Let us walk you through the process. Cause once you understand the process, that's great. You understand the process, you know? Yeah. Um, but that's the hardest thing. And we're definitely more than happy to help walk you through that so you can understand and learn and grow through it. Um, the one other thing that you, oh, Jay, you really like brought this to mind. When I have dealt with my own depression in the past and I'm like, this is a new area. I just moved to Weber. I don't have any friends. Like who the heck do I talk to? You know, just this random professor. Like, I don't feel like I'm, I'm close enough to you to talk to you in this way. One thing I did at an advice of a very good friend of mine is I went on to like Facebook groups and then there was like another app, I don't know, just like a group app for events. And it showed all of the um, different types of groups and like their theme and focus in Weber County. So I would find groups that just liked, you know, just moms that went hiking or um, a rock climbing club. Like these are adult clubs off of the campus, just in the community. Uh, there's like literally there's just, there's book clubs. There's, um, if you're into politics, you can join like a politic advising club. I don't know, but there's literally a club for everything and just getting out. Even if it's scary that first time and meeting new people, um, that share your interest and building up those friendships. That is one of those ways that you actually strengthen yourselves against, you know, anxiety and stress and depression. That's building up your life around you. Uh, It's incredibly important. And those people can be absolutely phenomenal uh, in your life in helping you navigate, you know, programs. Like you don't know what they do for work. They could, they could be anything, anyone. They could even just be a friend to, to listen to you when you need to talk. But going out there and making human connections is, is a key to mental health. Absolutely. And I feel like the hardest part, at least that I've learned, is to ask what questions, like learn what questions that are needed to be asked. And so having that mentor by your side or saying, hey, like, what about this? What about that? What about this? They might, it, you might feel bomb board, bomb, bombarded. Bomb, bombarded. That bomb bomb oh, word. I got bomb-bomb. you. Yes, it yeah. did. Um, but also like they just know what questions to ask. And I feel like that's also like one of the hardest things as a student is like, what questions do I ask? Like, I have no idea. I've never been in this situation or this or that. Um, so just finding a mentor that knows the questions to be asked. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay. This is going to be an emotional podcast. <laughs> I can already tell. Um, okay. Do you have a role model that you see as an example of a leader? Why? Jay, go first. (laughs) Ooh, um, I don't know. (laughs) Just getting voluntold. I did that earlier to someone in our honors class. That's like, hey, you're the speaker of our group. You get to do it. (laughs) So now I guess that's a little bit of karma for me. Um, For me, it's actually just going to be the same mentor. I've already talked about this podcast, but she has done a lot of different things that have actually been very similar to my own life. 
and like with her college experience had a different plan that she was going to go down, but ended up having some struggles. And then mid Gail kind of had to be like, oh, I, I need to pause this and took the steps to figure out like, hey, this is what I need to do. And then ended up shifting gears, doing a 180, was going to be a biology person and is now one of the most amazing psychology professors. And to that, to me, that that shows like a lot of leadership just within her own life, being able to recognize the changes she needed to make in order to be successful. And the steps that she has helped show me in how do I do this research project and helping lead me and others into different aspects of their life that they necessarily wouldn't have before. And she's also mentored me a lot with taking care of my own mental health, which admittedly I am very bad at. But being able to have someone like that to lead and mentor me has helped shape me into the person who I've become. That's awesome. It's amazing what one mentor can do to your life I feel like so. are we like allowed to say names or is it like if you're comfortable really I'm like I'm not sure like I'm not gonna say your, your, yeah. your person's name I don't know I mean like I don't know it's like we just keep talking and like this person this hidden person yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, leaders you know that's I actually find that question really really tough because I have really been on my own for most of my adult life there's, there's two people that stand out to me for very different reasons. Um, I don't remember her name, but there was a, I think she was a therapist at a woman's shelter that I, I stayed at like 11 years ago now. And I remember just like this one snippet of a moment where, you know, she took my hands and she just told me, she told me, remember this moment, remember how much it sucks. <laughs> remember how hard life is and the emotional turmoil you're going through. And there's going to come a day in the future. We don't know when it's going to be, but this day is going to come where you just out of the blue, remember this moment where I'm talking to you and you know what you're going to realize? It doesn't hurt as much anymore. Things are better. Look at how far I've come. And I've actually, I I realize now that like I've applied that my whole life. When things are rough, I go, you know what? Tomorrow's going to be better. Tomorrow's going to be better down the road in a year. I don't know. I'm going to remember this moment. I'm going to remember that now it feels better. Um, I've always used that as like a, a stepping stool to just to keep, to keep going. I wish I could like find her today and say, thank you. Such great advice. Yeah. It's happened so many times now in my life. I just look back and I'm like, it does feel better. I have come that far. You know, pat myself on the shoulder, but yeah. Um, the only other person is actually another professor here. Uh, professor Black, you're awesome. Um, he said something to me. <laughs> I was telling him about, you know, hopes and dreams of grad school master's programs or PhDs and um, maybe teaching one day. And I personally want to go into social psychology. So I, I care a lot about creating you know, the, the rules and the legislation behind a lot of social reform. And at that moment where I was concerned about whether or not I could get into grad school or at least to get a PhD, I told Professor Black, you know what? I love teaching though, too. I love teaching these things on a community level because I feel like I can make a difference. So I should just come back and be a professor at Weber. And he's like, you would be the best professor ever. 
but I can't let you do that. Which was shocking. So I'm like, don't you like Weber? I love Weber. I would come work here. He's like, I, I hear you. I, I hear you, but I hear your dream too. Your, your dream is on a higher level. And I would be a bad mentor or a bad professor, um, a bad teacher, if I did not identify the people who have the gumption and the will to go and actually make changes. If I let you just come and do this because you think it might be too hard to go the other path. So he's always pushed me to like go the hard path. You can do it. I have watched you do it. So go, go do it. Don't stop because you have the gumption. Get it done. You know, stop whining. <laughs> and, I, and I love that. I mean, I'm like, yeah, you're right. I'd love to work here. I think it'd be awesome to work here. But I also have crazy dreams that feel impossible. But someone telling me to go do it because they obviously see that I can is amazing. It's very empowering. And that that is leadership right there. Yeah, that's that's really yeah. cool. I think um, we we consistently self-doubt and self-settle. You know, oh, I can just We're do the worst. We are the worst. That. <laughs> yes. So that's yeah, that's important to have somebody like that to keep you keep you to your highest ability. Well, to close out. Um, we want to just ask you about, well, we want to say thank you. And we also yes. want to ask you what you would tell, if you had one piece of advice for the next generation of leaders, what would you for tell For anyone. Them? You got to go first. I got this. <laughs> um, like it's a repeating theme. I just keep talking about it. If you're aspiring to be a leader or aspiring to help people around you, I would make like a written goal. I, I'd like to write in journals, but I, a written goal means you're more likely to do it if you write it down. I would make the goal at least once a day to find another person to help in some way. That rhymed. Oh my gosh. Yeah. But like make that goal. Reach out to one person every day. Just one. You know, keep it on the back of your mind. Put that sticky note on your book, whatever you can to remember it and try to reach out every day and assist someone else on their own journey. Is that one new person that you don't know or is that? A I think person? it could be either or. I think the more you push yourself outside of your comfort zone, the more you grow or the faster you grow. Mm -hmm. um, but I mean, start small. Start with the friends you know. Do that for, you know, a month, two months, whatever it takes for you to like feel a little bit more comfortable and then do the scary thing. You know, take one little toe and step out of your comfort zone and say, okay, today I'm going to help a random person. Or, you know, that new person in class that I haven't talked to, I'm going to go introduce myself and say, hey, if you need any help, I'd love to help you. You know, I noticed this, this, and this, whatever you need. Just things like that, really. It's it's interacting with the people around you. Yeah, mine actually really jumps off of what Gracie said. Like, my mentor, Dr. Sperry, I'll just spare the beans. I <laughs> woot, absolutely woot. That is the person. <laughs> yes, we love Dr. Catherine Sperry. And that was full name vibes too. I love that. Well, Dr. Catherine. Spirit. I mean, I know her middle name too, and I know her two wow. dogs' names. Oh, let's not go that far. <laughs> it's like social security really number, great. home address. <laughs> I might know her address. <laughs> More information just keeps coming out here. Yes, but one thing that she taught me when one of my first semesters with her is there is no growth without discomfort. So challenging yourself to go into something uncomfortable is going to be what makes you grow, what makes you become a leader. And how to do that can be a little scary and intimidating, but 
some things I found best is when I have a plan, I write down my plan. I'm like, okay, I have these 10 steps. Now I go on each individual step and then write down the little steps that are in within it. So that way it becomes more easy to manage. So instead of saying, oh, I have this huge plan. This is going to take me 20 years. Yeah, not so overwhelming. You break it down into smaller pieces so it is achievable. So it's not as scary or intimidating, but then challenging yourself. For me, it's I've had to do things well. My goal for my therapist once upon a time was I had to talk to one person in an entire week. That was my goal. And now you're podcasting. Yes. And now I'm <laughs> podcasting. How it's and taking a moment to look back on where you have been and where you are now can be such a difference. And maybe even finding someone who can call you out, be like, you used to never do this before. Look how far you've come. Finding someone who will be that best friend and who will be your motivator is going to be so great. Yeah, it's loving, brutal honesty. Loving, brutal honesty. We all need it sometimes. We need the outside perspective. You know, I always chronically say, I feel like I'm not doing enough. And then, you know, those good friends come along. They're like, shut up. (laughs) All you do is work. You're fine. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Love that. Well, thanks so much, Gracie and Jay. We really appreciate you being here on the pod. And um, yeah, we just really appreciate you guys for everything you do. Um, I'm so lucky to get to work with you guys. Um, and I hope those who are listening to this pod can meet you guys in person. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. You're, you guys are just so cool. Close us off, Emily. I, I think we should do it together. Okay. Because I'm hesitating. Let's do it all three. All, three. all, all four of us, I mean. All we're going to say is stay wild. Stay wild. Ready? <laughs> One, One, two, three. Stay, stay wild. wild.